0: Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, King's Dream Outlier on all platforms. If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon Community, so consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now, enjoy Bruce Lawn. So, in light of all of the recent controversy, if you will, in terms of the Christian community, in terms of people speaking out, saying that, hey, you know, some of the things that we've seen Christian artists, Christian worship leaders do can potentially cause some of us to stumble. Instead of me uh, feeling away about that or thinking they're being dramatic, I decided to make a video about how to conquer lust. And, and we just need to have an honest, serious conversation about lust. Because sometimes what I don't want to do is when I'm speaking about things with regarding to Christian liberty, with regarding to wisdom, with regarding to nuance, I don't ever want it to be... A permission slip... Or a release to go and do whatever you want and live lawless. Okay, that is not what I am about. That is not what I'm preaching. I am ultimately about living life God's ways, which require discipline, self control, walking in the Spirit, and the fruit of the Spirit. And so I've heard a lot of folks say that, you know, in light of Chandler Moore, in light of Andy Midiot talking about, you know, him and his wife be practicing and doing a thrusting motion, folks legitimately seem. To be struggling with lust and sexual immorality. And I have too throughout my life. Some of you guys know this about me, some of you guys don't. I uh, sexually was assaulted when I was a child, seven, eight. I was in a local church serving as an altar boy, the Armenian church, and there other altar boys uh, that molested me. And this went on for a while. So I lost my virginity at a super young age, age 11, 12. I saw pornography at the age of five. This was a stronghold in my life. Okay, this this is something that was in my life and I could relate to the feeling of being triggered, of, of stumbling, of falling into sin, of seeing something and one thing triggering me and going down a loop of binging and then trying to come out of it. And it took me a while to come out of it. And by the grace of God, man, there's, there's freedom in this area. Of my life, and it's and it's it's been really helpful. So I'm going to share some very practical stuff. I'm going to tell some of you guys some hard truth, and this stuff is also going to be applicable to multiple areas. If you're dealing with addiction, if you're dealing with stuff, and I'll share some stuff I'm personally kind of working through right now, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 talk about that as well. Okay, so before I get into this video, I want to make sure that this video uh, I'm giving you guys a condensed version of this video with my brother Alan Parr okay this is an hour and a half video that we did a few months ago that was really helpful it's in the description below if you guys want to go deeper it's in here I'm going to try to keep this one not three and a half hours long okay so uh I just want to make sure that 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 you guys know that this is on this in the description really really helpful video we go deeper in this I wanted to keep this focused, wanted to keep this to a couple of main points. Okay? So let's just jump in. Now before we 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 get into killing lust, let's let's just be clear that our bodies are wired to enjoy sex, okay? And so if you are desiring sex, if you are desiring these things, the desire in and of itself is not bad. What's bad is when we let our desires control ourselves. When we when we are led by our urges when we do whatever we can and we feel helpless and out of control out of our desires okay that that is the issue that we're getting into when it comes to lust is it's 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 something that then takes over you you feel helpless about it so on and so forth and so I think it's important that we have to first start out and say listen uh, you you I'm I'm using the 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 vernacular of kill the vast majority of you guys not all but the vast majority of you guys are going to want to get married are going to want to have kids and to have kids you got to have sex so Some of y'all are praying these prayers are like, God, take this lust away. And that's not what you really want. Okay. That's actually not what you really want. You want to learn how to control your urges. You want to learn how to walk in freedom. You want to learn how to walk in deliverance. So let's talk about some of the lies when it comes to lust. Okay. Let's talk about some of the lies. Uh, The first one that I believed in my personal life was that it was unbeatable. That it was just going to be this little this this little sin that I just kind of kept around, kept secluded, kept tucked away. That I just was never going to experience freedom. And that is a lie from the enemy. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And I would almost hear other men talk about uh, just conquering. Like, yeah, I used to deal with porn and I was sexually assaulted. Da, 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 and this is, this is the even thing. i just kind of be looking at him side-eye like, you ain't, you lying. You know what I'm saying? Because in my mind... I did not believe that it was beatable. I did not believe that it was even possible to walk in freedom. I thought every man dealt with it. And I thought I was going to have to deal with it forever. Okay? So, that's one of the first lies we got it we got to just stop and say listen this is this is not unbeat this is not something that's unbeatable at the end of the day yes we live in a high sexualized culture yes there's temptation yes we're sinners yes there's even potential principalities and dem- demonic influence yes all of that is true but this is not unbeatable so we have to just start there okay uh, you can walk in freedom I'm not on here capping telling you guys that I, I, I'm free and I'm, I'm not lying there's no imposter syndrome here this is not a stronghold for me now it doesn't mean I don't find women attractive of course I find women attractive, but in the sense of like, I see something and this is something that like I'm masturbating or I'm looking at pornography. This is not a stronghold. It is beautiful. If it, if it was beatable for me, if God did it for me, he can do it for you. Okay. So let's just start with this, this lie that it's that's unbeatable. It's a life on the pit of hell. The second one is that marriage will fix it. Okay, this was one that was big for me and I think that's big for a lot of Christians is we believe that you can live flippantly and recklessly and then eventually get married and then all your sexual immorality, all your lust, all your sexual sin, all your pornography addiction, all of that is just instantly going to be fixed in the marriage. And it's not. I tell you right now it's not. Especially if you're coming from porn addiction where you have a distorted view of sex like I did, okay? You are not going to marry a Christian porn star. That's not what's going to happen, okay? It takes a while to develop and cultivate a healthy sex life. It takes years. It took us like a decade, if I'm going to keep it a book. We've been married 13 years. It took a while to find the rhythm, to get good, and to, to, to know what each other wants, balance the frequency, and all these different things. So if you think that Marriage is going to fix it. That is a lie from the pit of hell. It's not going to fix it. I wish somebody really sat me down before I got married and told me this, because unfortunately, my sexual sin and sexual addiction followed me into marriage, and it did affect my marriage. Okay, so that's another one: is marriage will fix it? Don't, 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 don't play yourself. Don't think that you can keep this little pet sin of of sexual immorality just tucked away here, and then eventually you're going to get married, and then every all your problems are going to go away. Friend us. That's not how it works. Get help now, okay? Get a hold of it now. It's not how it works. Now, the next one is, it's the world's fault. It's the world's fault. This is a big one. We blame our culture. We blame our society. We blame everybody else instead of taking hyper responsibility for our sin. It was my responsibility to fix it, okay? So, blaming the world for everything, blaming other people, you got you to gotta take responsibility. you got to take hyper-responsibility and get your sin in check. Kill your sin or your sin will kill you. This is Jesus in Matthew 15, 8, 18, 19. They're talking about food and dietary and all these other things. And Jesus said, uh, even though this is specifically about food, but check out what he says. He says, but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. So everybody's concerned about what's going on out there. What's going on out there? This is out there. That person's out there. This out there. Jesus said, it's the things that come out of a person's mouth from the heart. And these defile them for out of the what? Out of the what? Out of the heart. Out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These things are coming from the heart and we cannot just keep blaming everybody else. Okay. You cannot just keep blaming everybody else. We have to start and say, you know what? Freedom is possible. Uh, this marriage isn't going to fix it. And it's not everybody else's fault. I have to look in the mirror and I got to say, you know what? What's wrong with my actions and my incongruence to walk in the freedom that's offered to me in Jesus? I am responsible for. I'm responsible for. Okay. And I think there's there's power in just that. Again, I'm using the, 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 the language of kill lust. Because I think it's just it's just the easiest way for some of us to un- understand what I'm saying, right? Because you want a healthy, you want a sexual appetite for when you get married, but in the main, in the meantime, in between time, uh, you you don't want to be consumed with lust. Okay, so the first one is your mindset, your mindset. Okay, I say this all the time on the channel, and some of you guys think it's like artsy fartsy, whatever, but I got a verse for you. Okay. This is what I say. What you believe about the world will determine how you behave. What you believe about life, what you believe about your sexuality, what you believe about freedom, recovery, what you believe about these things will determine how you behave. That's why I said one of the first lies in this entire equation is that struggling with sexual immorality is just unbeatable. It's just unbeatable. It's never going to happen. And you first have to start with believing that it's possible. Colossians 3, verse 1 through 3. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. So if you're in Christ, you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So here it's telling us we, we have to set our minds on things above. You have to think differently. You have to change your mindset. You have to move away from the same old toxic thinking, the I just can't help it. It's not, it's, it's, I can't fix this about me. You got, you got, we have to move away from that. We have to set our mind on the things above. And when we set our mind on things above, here's the deal. You're in Christ Jesus. Now you're a new creation. Now you died with Christ. You rose with Christ. You are now born again. That is good news. And you do not have to continue to live in sin. So that's the first one I want to show you guys. So the first thing is mindset. You got to get your mindset. You first got to believe that it's possible. I'm telling you it's possible. But do you believe that it's possible? Some of y'all still don't believe. Some of you guys don't believe. You believe Jesus is real and you believe he died on the cross for your sins. But you don't really believe that you can walk in the freedom that is offered to us in Christ Jesus. Now, that's just the mentality. That's just part one. That's just part one. Now, the next thing I'm gonna tell you is going to hurt some of your guys' feelings, but I have to keep it a buck. The next thing I'm gonna tell you is going to upset some of you, but I have to tell you, and this is stuff I wish, I wish somebody would have told me. You have to start the process of removal and purging. Some of you guys, want your, your cake, you want to eat it too, you want no restrictions, you don't want any restraint in your life. You want to do what you want to do and do it on your own terms and then wonder why there's no breakthrough in your life. You want to live how you want to live and then you wonder why does it feel like you're in the will of God, okay? So you have to go through a process of removing things, removing some things from your life. It's uncomfortable. Let me give you guys a passage, Matthew 5, 28, verses 30. This is specifically about lust. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. This is a serious offense. If you're coveting somebody else's wife, if you're coveting somebody else's future wife, if you're lusting after somebody, you, you've you committed adultery in your heart, sexual immorality, uh, pornania is the original Greek term. It's a juncture term for any sex outside of marriage, okay? Verse 29, if your right eye calls... Causes you to sin, tear it out, and throw it away. For it is better, for it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body will be thrown into hell. This passage is not literally telling you pluck out your eye and cut off your hand. That's not what that's saying. This is called hyperbole. In the scriptures, there are multiple literary devices. No one, no scholars ever interpreted that to mean to literally pluck out your eye, cut off your hand, right? He's saying purge the things that are causing you to sin remove the things that are causing you to sin some of you this is gonna hurt need to get your butt off of social media you need to delete your instagram for a season you need to get off tiktok for a season you might even need to get off youtube if you're if you're only consuming christian content you may need to just snip snip and cut some you may need to get rid of your smartphone i know I know, I've seen so many brothers get freedom because they got rid of their phones for a season and went to flip phones. And then the only time they use computers is when they were on a laptop or a desktop computer. I'm poking, I'm poking. Some of y'all is so hot right now. You mean to tell me that it's not everybody else and that I, I have to sacrifice? I have to remove some things from my life? I got to stop doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. I, I might have to take a step back from Instagram. I might have to delete my Instagram. I might have to delete my TikTok. Well, yeah. If your page is full of debauchery, if, if, if your feed is full of stuff and, and, and somebody posting something can, can trigger you to go and lust... A worship pastor can post something or a worship leader can post something that could trigger it to you to go. You might just need to delete the app completely. That's not an excuse or justification for anybody else's actions. You need to go purge the things in your life that are causing you to sin. There might be relationships you may need to cut off. There might be some phone numbers in your phone you need to go through and block. Some of y'all keep getting them booty calls. Keep getting them calls late at night. You're bored. You're sleeping. Your willpower is depleted. You're, you're in a vulnerable spot. You live by yourself. You're getting those text messages in the middle of the night. Hey, big head, you up? Nah, block that phone number. Delete it. Get rid of it. Cut it off. It's not, it's not going to benefit you in the end. It is not worth it. The decisions you make now will follow you into your future relationships, into your future marriage. The vast majority of you will probably get married at some point. I want you to get married, stay married, have a thriving marriage, have a thriving sex life, have an amazing family. So you have to make sacrifices now for your future family and your future marriage. It's time to maybe unfollow some people, maybe mute some people, maybe delete the app, maybe delete a couple of apps, maybe block some phone numbers right in the iPhone, maybe, maybe get rid of your iPhone. I don't know what it is for you, but I see, I wish somebody told me this stuff. I wish somebody sat me down and said, Hey man, I know because you're a musician and you're an artist and you're an entrepreneur, you feel like you have to be on social media, but you don't really have to be on social media. if This is impeding on your purity and your pursuit of Jesus. You don't really have to be there. It's gonna get uncomfortable. It's gonna get messy. It's it's gonna people are gonna be like, why don't you talk to me anymore? Why don't we hang out anymore? It's not them, it's you. You need to cut them off for a season. I'm not saying stop and cut off all your friends and all. I'm just, that's, that's not what I'm saying. Okay, so let's come back. So that's point number two. This is the this this to me, and again, guys, the video with Alan Parr, we go way deeper. We get into some some science, we get into willpower, we get into some other stuff, okay? but but this one right here, I think is the most practical one that so few people do. Replacement. First, get your mind right? Then remove some things, then you got to replace some things. You got to replace some things. What I've learned from friends of mine that have went to prison, and done decades of prison is that rate of recidivism, that revolving door of our judicial system where people go in and out, in and out, in and out. It, it, it tends to happen within the first couple years, years. And, and it happens to people who don't practice the law of replacement. The law of, of replacement goes, you are now new in Christ. You're a new creature. And those old things that you've removed, you got to now replace with something else. And what they found with prisoners is those folks that have removed things but didn't replace them, didn't form new habits, didn't form new routines, didn't form new communities, didn't form new relationships, didn't form, form, form new habits, patterns, desires, passions, hobbies. Those prisoners that didn't do that end up going back in. Because eventually you can remove and be on a straight and narrow for so long, but if there's, not, if there's no replacement happening, you're going to slide right back in. So you got to find some things to replace the the sin. You got to find some things to replace the addiction. You got to find some things to replace your pattern of thinking. You got to find new ways of thinking. You got to find new habits. You got to find new passions. You got to find new community, new friends. Because you're made new in Jesus. Some of y'all got saved, you put your faith in Jesus, but nothing really changed. You just kind of you, you cut out some things for a season, but you didn't replace those things. This is why the local church is so important. This is why reading scripture is important. This is why small Bible studies, small groups are so important. Community is so important. This is why hobbies are healthy. This is why we Sabbath. This is why recreation, recreation is helpful. Because if all you have is I'm just not going to sin anymore and I'm going to white knuckle it and just I tried that. Friends, it, it, it doesn't work. It works for a little bit. You could only remove things for so long until you just end up in the same place because nothing filled that void, nothing filled that time, nothing, nothing filled those passions. Okay, so the law of replacement. I got, I got, I got a passage for you guys. This is Philippians chapter four. It's Philippians four eight. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think think about such things, okay? Whatever those things are that you find passionate, that are healthy for you, that are helpful to you, that are good for your development, put your mind on those things. Meditate on such things. Think about such things, okay? You have to replace the junk. You have to replace it. You have to replace it. And so, I'll share something with you guys. I told you guys, uh, sexual morality, porn. That's, that's not a stronghold in my life. But something I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> Some of you guys have me talk about it. Is uh is 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 the covid the covid weight game? You know, your boy, uh, your boy, then put on about 25 pounds in the last year. We had covid. We had the uh, we we had a baby, Zoe. Zoe Grace is 10 weeks old, and I was walking around. 180 pounds, 180 pounds this time last year. And he kept reopening the gyms, re down the gyms, reopening the gyms, re down the gyms. Okay. So in that, uh, my scale broke. I had this random weird sequence of events where like my scale broke. My wife got pregnant. We had a baby, the gyms were shut down and the gyms were open and the gyms shut down. And I just be honest, like I, j- I just got off my ACE. Like I just, I just, you know, I kept working out, but my eating got really bad. <laughs> well not really bad. My eating got bad. I, I just consumed more than I should have. And uh I, I got on a scale the other day and I and I am five foot ten and a half. God give me that half. Got on a scale the other day, I looked down, and I said, uh, whew. I'm 203 pounds, (laughs) 203 pounds. That's a lot for me on my frame. That's a lot of weight for me. Okay. Some of you guys like 203 pounds, 203 pounds is is a lot when you normally walk around at 180. Okay. And I've gotten as lean as like 173, 174. So as I'm processing these principles in my life, the, the same or similar lies start creeping in. Ah, Ruslan. You can't do it. I know you did it before. You got super shredded before, but you can't do it. You can't do this. It's impossible. You're not gonna do this again. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna get in shape because this happened before with Levi. When Levi was born, my first son was born, we had this, the same situation happen. I b- b- ballooned up. I think I was about the same weight, maybe a little heavier at that time, and then I put on a bunch of muscle. I replaced. I replaced, I started strength training I developed new habits And I I lost a bunch of fat And there's some photos of me for my 35th birthday party I'm turning uh, 37 So for my 35th birthday party I did like a shirtless photo shoot On my Instagram Uh, You guys should follow me on Instagram And uh, I've done it before But all the same lies started creeping in You can't do this it's everybody else's fault. <laughs> it's because your wife was pregnant and she ate more ice cream and you indulged. It's, it's, be, it's because you're not getting enough sleep. It's because, right? And the same exact things happened in my mind. And I got on that scale and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I have access. I have the ability to go to the gym. And so yesterday, great nutrition. I had great nutrition. Play basketball. At night in our new in our rec league, jumped on, a, worked out at 6 a.m. Left the gym, went back to the other gym, went for my trainers to crunch, did another 35 minutes on the stairmaster, and by golly, I'm we're gonna get this weight off. OK, we're going to get this weight off. Now, that may not that may not seem as pressing to you as 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 being addicted to pornography. Before I am, I should know better for where I am. I should be more disciplined for where I am. I should do better and I'm going to do better applying these very same principles. Okay, And it starts with the replacement. It starts with the, I, I don't really need to stay and work longer. Let me go hit, hit another workout. And so I played basketball this morning at 7.15, and uh, and I had a perfect nutrition so far. And guess what? I'm going to go hit another workout today at some point. Right? We played for about two hours. I played for an hour last night. I played, uh, and, and I lifted, and I did the Stairmaster. I'm going to go hit, hit another weight workout. I'm going to replace things because the things that you value, the things that you value, you will show up with and sacrifice for with your time, your attention, and your money. If you value freedom and walking in sexual purity, you will sacrifice for those things. If you value it, you will sacrifice for those things. And by the way, one day, and this you guys may think this is unhealthy, my body's not meant to sit on this on, on, at this weight. This is, this is just one day I got on the scale today and I'm 201, right? Because when, when you aren't designed to function a certain way, the, the progress is actually faster than you think. When you aren't designed to be consumed with sexual immorality and lust and, and addiction... You'll, you'll be astonished how fast a breakthrough can happen and how fast the scale can tip in your favor when you start putting in the work day by day. Here's the thing, guys, once you once you walk through some of this, and some of you guys, you still don't believe me, you're still skeptical. This is like, uh, 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 you, you guys want to hear this stuff, but you won't apply it. You need to apply it. Some of y'all need to do something about this right now. Here's the danger, though. I want you guys to hear me loud and clear. The danger becomes um, when you experience freedom, don't lose The connection of what it feels like to be addicted. Don't, don't detach from that. Remember the feeling now so that you can be more empathetic and helpful to people later. Okay. Remember what it feels like now, because once you're on the other side of whatever this big mountain that you feel you have in front of you, 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 God can use your mess for your message. God can use your, your, your addiction for someone else's freedom and that story, but 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 remember what it's like to feel that way because you want you want to help other people. You want to help other people. Don't become a Pharisee. Don't become a Pharisee once you get freed. Don't 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 look down your nose on people that are addicted and just be like, you just ugh, really, really, bro. Don't don't be that way. Don't be that way. Remember what it's like. Remember what it's like right now. Work this process. Get free. Pray. Uh, obviously, this all really has to go back to prayer. This all has to go back to Jesus. This all has to go back to those things. Pray. Seek the Lord. Okay? Potentially go get prayer from elders. Get some people to lay hands on you. Maybe it is something spiritual. But but remember what this is like because I believe God's going to free you guys in different ways. Okay, I'm just giving you guys my my experience. This is what happened for me. This is how it worked for me. It took a while, right? And I wish somebody would have gave me this game. Some of you guys, hey man, maybe God does just something miraculous. You just get prayed for, and it just falls off, and it's never a thing. For me, it was a process. It took work. It took, it t- it took removing things. It took replacement. Okay. So hopefully, this is helpful because I'm I'm really I really want to um, I, I really want to come from a place of empathy. and and love and giving you guys some practical stuff again the further talk with me and alan is in the description below let me know what you guys think mainstream entertainment Hey, thank you so much for making it till the end of this video. If you found it valuable, please consider giving it a like and subscribing. You can check out one of the other videos related to this that'll be over here. Now I got to tell you about a free training I have for anyone that is an entrepreneur, a creative, an artist, but maybe you are unsure on how to find your voice, how to find your niche. I have a free training in the description of this video. Check it out. Once again, thank you so much for watching. I appreciate you and I will see you on the next video. Holy smokes, you made it through the entire episode shout out to you probably means you're rocking with what we're doing and again we ain't got no sponsors on this show and i'm gonna keep it that way but what you can do to keep it sponsor free is consider signing up for our king's dream patreon the link is in the description of this episode best way to get a hold of me best way to hop into a group zoom call and the best way to partner with what we're doing here help us create more stuff just like this Thank you for listening. Peace.